Welcome, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking podcast hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namar. We are speaking because you've been asking. Join us for a new season as we open up, speak up, and uplift voices everywhere. And of course, all views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not represent any outside entities. We have a lot to say, so let's get started. Welcome. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast. I'm Priya. And I'm Mercy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Here we are, a brand new episode of I'm Speaking Because You've Asked. And you're asking so many great questions that we are just enjoying every single minute of getting back to you with all of our perspective and our take on your topics that you're asking. Um, you want to talk about today's topic, Priya, or you want me to keep going? <laughs> <laughs> Well, our our big topic today, the thing that we're talking we're speaking about is is our body really ours? Is your body really yours? Mm. Mm. So, okay, so is it? And it's a very broad question, but yeah. so, I, I think y'all can really sense because you you should know us by now, like where we're going with this. But it really does cover different things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think bottom line, right, is how many choices do we really have? Mm-hmm. And because as many of the choices, abortion being a huge one, right? Where we don't have a right and we don't have a choice so many times or even a voice um, because that wasn't enough. Now the vaccination issue mm-hmm. is bringing a whole other take on it. Absolute take on it. Yeah. So, you know, we're experiencing um, people, not even women only in Mm -hmm. this case, right? So people who are just not comfortable with taking the vaccine that are not having a choice if they want to keep their job and if they're professionals Mm -hmm. and they're working, let's say, in a hospital or whatever the case may be, um, they have to either get the vaccine or they can't continue to work. And that goes in so many different ways in so many different professions from actors in Hollywood um, to, you know, service-oriented employees or or service... Service jobs. Service jobs uh, to professionals that are working, you know, in buildings where they're requiring it. And while if you listen to last season, you know that um, Priya and I are for the vaccine and we're vaccinated. I really believe in it. We are also believers that your body should be your choice, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so that's really what brings this topic. We we have so many wonderful friends and and contacts and people we know and come across and talk to that have different perspectives, different points of views on on both on the fact on the topic of abortion and on the topic of being vaccinated. And so just straight up from the beginning, I'll just say, you know, we respect your choice and we're all about choices. But the question that we're bringing up today is, is it really your choice at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. So if you are, you know, and I'll speak to something closer to home. If you're a nurse and you don't want to be vaccinated and you want to continue serving, that's a very, very touchy subject, mm-hmm. right? Because and there are those that are going to say, 
well, you shouldn't be there if you're not vaccinated. Yeah, and your choice really impacts a lot of people. Right? Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, you're going to have the rest of the world, like the other half, right, saying that's not right because you're going to expose your body to something that really we're not sure yet, mm -hmm. that we're not sure of yet, and we don't know what effects it's going to have in the future. We're uncertain about so many different things. That really it should be your choice you know mm -hmm. as long as you keep a distance keep your mask wash your hands they you know take proper protocol and all that um so is it really your choice and i guess that's the bottom line to the whole topic today. yeah is it really your choice are we in a place where it's our choice and i think um while we're so far ahead of so many countries where it's so sad you know for women mm -hmm. specifically who don't have a voice and don't have a choice and don't have anything and yeah. we're like beasts compared to them because we could do so much yeah. right they're not even allowed to to study yeah at, at that after a certain age um so yeah we are you know in a better place but we're so far behind so many other countries mm -hmm. where you really do have a choice and and education is so crucial and key and everybody's aware of what's happening you have a choice mm -hmm. so in retrospect and going to this i think we have so far to go right and such yeah. a big battle ahead of us yeah um with so many things but specifically i think what's relevant today in today's world and today's topic is um the, the abortion topic mm -hmm. altogether and now the vaccine on top of that. Yeah. Um, so what's your take on it? Wow. This is like, it's like a monster of a topic. So um, I, I do, I do think that the whole concept of um, specifically women, mm -hmm. our bodies not being ours goes back to religious values that this country was founded on. Mm -hmm. um, so when Puritans came over, Puritan. So I, I believe that Puritanism is embedded in our society. It's been like that for eons, um, all about covering up and being modest and listening to your husband and women should not be working. Like, I feel like it's all rooted there. Rooted there. Um, and obviously we can't like point out something right now happening and say, oh, that's Puritanism, Puritanism, because there's so many other things, other forces affecting that topic Correct. right mm -hmm. um but i feel like women don't have autonomy over their bodies because of all these uh religious views and political views that we have to deal with and it's really sad and distressing and you think about for example you know women so the law in texas um it's it's a very extreme law where women cannot have an abortion after six weeks i think and by that time, usually within the tri first trimester, you don't know you're pregnant for, for quite a bit, right? right. So um, that really eliminates the possibility of women getting an abortion if they needed it. Um, some women are in a very uh, 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 horrible situation where they've been raped, where there's been incest, um, and um, it's an unwanted pregnancy, and they cannot take action on it. You know, or maybe their body um, is not dealing well with the pregnancy and they're getting sick. They can't abort. You know what I mean? Um, 
and, and then men are not held accountable. So women have to take birth control. They can't have abortions. Um, and then uh, men, they're free to take the Viagra <laughs> and do whatever they want. They're not held accountable the way women are. And it's, it is extremely distressing to think of it, think of things that way. Um, thankfully, I'm thankful to live in New York State right now because, specifically New York City, because New York City um, is very um, open and all about women's values, um, women's choice, um, and um, it's a very liberal city. Um, and there's there's a lot of dissidence that happens when topics and issues come up and we are able to march and use our voices and speak up and protest in the city. But a lot of other places in this country frown <laughs> upon dissidents. They found, frown upon women having a voice and um, freedom of speech, freedom of auto autonomy over their body. And um, I, I, sometimes I feel like we live in an alternate universe. Like what 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 is happening right now? <laughs> like, did it like splinter off when Trump became president? Like, what is happening right now for us to be at this point where states are preventing women from making their own choice? It's not even about abortion. It's just about making their own choice. Because if you're forcing somebody to carry a baby to term when they've been through a rape and then they have to give up the baby for adoption, what happens to the baby then? The, the people stop caring about the child then. <laughs> now the baby's here. Okay, fine. The baby's alive. Whatever can happen to it. Right. You know what I mean? And that's not fair to the, the child. Mm. You know? Um, so there's abortion, mm. right? And then um, we talk about the vaccine. And that's a huge mixed bag. You should be able to make a, a choice for your own body. Right? right? Make Absolutely. your own choices. But then there's the other side of it, like, you know, you're making a choice for other people when you're making that choice because someone can get infected with it. Um, a, a parent can die, like an older person can die, you know. Um, and then you see how many mutations are having, happening because people are not getting vaccinated. So the longer you wait to, to jump on um, the vaccination, the, the longer period you're giving the strain to mutate. So that's why you're hearing about the was Delta. Delta variant. Right. And then there's another variant that we just heard about. I forgot the name of it. That we heard just heard. That's happening because there's such a long incubation period for it to fester and change. And now it's affecting kids more than it was before. That's happening because people are not getting the mutation, but people are not thinking of it that way. Right. They're thinking, Oh, it's my body, my choice. I don't want nanobots injected into me or right. whatever. And they're not reading the science. But yet they're putting other things in their bodies. They've gotten other vaccinations for other things. And New York State, in order to go attend a public school, you have to get vaccinated for smallpox, polio, meningitis, Absolutely. all those things. Mm -hmm. And if you've gotten all those things, it's very unlikely that you've sat back and you've read the case studies right. and the science behind it. You just accepted whatever the doctor told you. So now all of a sudden you're deciding, I'm not going to accept what the doctor has to tell me. But I'll accept what the doctor had to tell me about polio. Polio was an issue when it came out, and people didn't want to get vaccinated. People didn't want to wear, wear masks. Every time there's something huge happening, people get Like, if you look in history, the reaction that's happening right now is what happened with these other vaccinations. You know, so I guess it's like in the human nature for us to fight back and, and want power over ourselves. 
Um, but again, it goes back also to like, you know, what about everybody else? Right. You know, taking care of the greater good. And um, yeah, it's in, um, still in trial. But as it's in trial, they're learning new things about it, figuring that we need a booster for this. We need, you know, you have, you'll last six months, make last a year. Um, but so are other vaccinations that we've had in the past. Right. Even the one for, um, uh, that's a recent one that you have to take when you're 14 for an STD, uh, uh, P, PV. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. HPV. Yeah, but I don't think that's for... There's one... HPV came out, <clears throat> and they started rolling But it's not out. for STD. It, well, at least for the girls, it was for ovarian... Oh, ovarian. For ovarian cancer to prevent yeah. cervical and ovarian cancer. That's caused by HPV, was. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so something similar like, like that. Mm -hmm. It was rolled out the same way. So right. now they have it also for shingles and there's so many different vaccinations that are out. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, you hear people older, like over 40, I think it is, or over 50, that they're taking the shingles um, mm -hmm. vaccination without a hesitation. Mm -hmm. Without a hesitation, it's pretty new. Mm -hmm. um, you just know that the people that have had it have been miserable. Yeah. And so you don't want to be miserable. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I agree with absolutely everything you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but I do see another point of view. I do. I really do. I see those that are kind of fighting it. Um, they want to, they, they want control over something. Well, not only that, but I really feel that so many people that are not being vaccinated, not everybody, mm -hmm. some, whatever, but for some of them, it's really about <clears throat> not knowing enough. So we feel we know enough with what there's out there right now. Yeah. Some don't. Some truly, sincerely feel that's not enough. I want to know a little bit more. I want a little bit of time to go by. Yeah. And then you add the fact that there have been vaccinated people that have died. And there have been um, women that have gotten pregnant after the vaccination that have lost a child. And these are things that you can't argue because mm -hmm. really... They could have lost the baby either way. Mm -hmm. It maybe had nothing to do with the vaccination, but maybe it was the vaccination, right? Mm -hmm. And the people that died, maybe they were going to die anyway, mm -hmm. and they had nothing to do with the vaccination. Maybe it did have to do with the vaccination. So yeah. there's still that gray area that I feel we need to be respectful of for those that are still choosing not to do it. So I think that we're we're strong in our opinions, right? And mm -hmm. and we believe what we believe and we base it on science and, yeah. and we're very strong about it. And you and I went straight head in. Absolutely, we're getting mm -hmm. vaccinated. It is yeah. definitely the right thing to do. We have no, no shadow of a doubt over it. But I think it's so important that we stay open-minded to those that are still hesitating and hesitating because they sincerely have a fear they sincerely have a fear. They sincerely have a fear of something going wrong mm -hmm. or a long-term effect, um, as opposed to maybe somebody that's not doing it because it's a political point, which is a whole other monster and beast, but it's a reality, right? Yeah. So those, I don't even want to go there. I don't even want to spend our breath and our time mm -hmm. on that topic. Yeah. But I'm talking about the ones where there's no political reason, there's no religious reason, there's really a research concern. And they're, you know, maybe young, um, and they're just hesitant. 
Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I, I feel that we need to, to take a step back and not bully them. Mm-hmm. Right. And I tell you that because we know, you know, I have three daughters and two went straight for it. Mm-hmm. Like, when is it out? When is it out? Is it out? Like the clock is ticking. When is the vaccine out? Yeah. Vaccine came out. They were like the first ones in line. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. And then I have one. And she's like, I don't know. I'm not comfortable. So, of course, everybody kind of attacked her. Like, what are you talking about? You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to. And I feel like we're bullying her by doing this, mm-hmm. right? So I had a conversation with her, and I expressed to her how I felt. Mm-hmm. She said, this is why I feel you should. Mm-hmm. I'm going to support you regardless of what you choose to do. Yeah. But these are my reasons, and this is my research, and here's my data, and this is how I feel. And she was incredibly open to all of it. Mm-hmm. And it was a solid conversation. And after all was said and done, she told me, you know, you gave me something to think about. And then came back later on and said, there's just still so much uncertainty that mm-hmm. I have. I feel it should be my right. I'm just not ready for it yet. I want to wait a little bit longer. I'm willing to take my risk and I'll stay away and I'll wear my mask and I'll do whatever. But I want to wait. Yeah. And I feel we owe them that. Those that want to wait, we owe them that. And then when your livelihood, your employment, your job or whatever is asking you, you either do it or you don't have a job, then there's something wrong there. I, I get that they're doing it with the... Sometimes you feel that they're doing it for the greater good, right? But so many times it's for other reasons. If they don't do it, they're going to lose... People, customers, clients, Well, they don't want to lose whatever, money, you know. Money, right. Because we went into that slump when all these businesses closed right. and a lot of businesses didn't recover. People lost a lot of money. Exactly. So they don't want that the same thing happening anymore. Right. So was it really about the vaccine or was it really about this is better for our business if mm-hmm. we push this? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether, you know, it's a hospital or a doctor's office or an attorney's office. It's business. Yeah. Right. There's a profit in it all. And if they're forcing their employees to be vaccinated, mm-hmm. that's where, you know, my point of view is that's just wrong. That's yeah. just wrong. I would want you to. Don't take me wrong. My mm-hmm. goal would be for everybody to have it. Yeah. But I have to respect. I mm-hmm. have to respect. And I feel that we owe that to, to human nature because the bottom line is, regardless of how much science you and I have seen, mm-hmm. are we really seeing all of the science out there. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We would hope so, right? Because we that's, don't know. That's everything that we deal in with. In everything that we do. Yeah. But because we, we don't have 100% and we're there's still a little bit of a shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. we've got to give that to them. Yeah. You know, again, when it comes to somebody that's really hesitant because of those facts, mm-hmm. as opposed to when it becomes something that is a political statement. Mm-hmm. And that's just bullshit. That's yeah. just whatever. I'm not even going to discuss that. Yeah. So that's how I feel about the vaccine. Um, and then when it comes to, you know, to the abortion point of view, I I agree with everything you're saying. I mm-hmm. felt it from day one. You mm-hmm. know, I'd go and I'd fight for women's rights. And, and, you know, I've seen it. You and I saw it when we saw, you know, 12 and 13-year-old girls at a, at a camp here where they had human traffic victims. These are little girls carrying infants Babies. out of a rape that, um, you know, the, the coyotes did when they were, when they took them from their house, they yep. kidnapped them and then 
but whatever. And it was just horrible. Mm -hmm. So I see scenarios like that. And then every once in a while I can see a scenario like the the opposing side of it, right? Mm -hmm. So they're saying, but don't kill the child because it's already a, a child. And I can tell you as a mom, and I'm sure you felt it, when you're pregnant and you find out you're pregnant, you could be six weeks pregnant, mm -hmm. five, four weeks pregnant. And the instant you know you're pregnant, you're loving and adoring that child. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. That's it. That is a child. It doesn't matter if it has arms, legs, a heart, anything yet. You already know. Yeah. That's going to be my child, and I'm going to squeeze that child, and I love that mm -hmm. child, and this is the, where I'm going to put a nursery room for him. Not all women feel like that, too. Right. Yeah. But there is that maternal love already existing the minute you know that child is there. Yeah. There is that. Mm -hmm. And so for somebody that's experienced that love with something so tiny still mm -hmm. to know that it will be killed they have a hard time with that so again i can see where there's a divide i can see the other side's point of view mm -hmm. right but again as long as it's that is as long as it's not a political point of view or a religious point of view and i think at the end of the day, no matter how we put it, it should be the woman's choice. Mm -hmm. Because whether you're adoring that child or whether you're grossed out at yourself because you have something inside of you that you didn't want there. Yeah. And that came out of something, such a horrible experience and traumatizing experience. And then carrying that child through and bringing that child to the world with whatever trauma you're now going to have forever. Because now a part of you and that nightmare that mm -hmm. you experienced are going to live on. Yeah. Right? And then what do you do? Do you not love the child? It's your child. Mm -hmm. Or do you, do you love the child? And then if you do or you don't, do you raise the child? Or do you give up the child? And how do you know that somebody good is going to take on you yep. know, the life of that child and yep. impact that? So it should be your choice. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, so I... I I wrap it all up with with expressing that I can respect the different points of view. Yeah, when they're coming from a good place and a wholesome place and a and an a, an educated place, mm -hmm. right? But when they say it because it's what they've been hearing mm -hmm. or because it's what um, whomever at whatever religious institute yeah said should be happening, and you're saying it because that's what you've been told. Mm -hmm. And you really haven't seen the whole picture, then that's when it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah. Um, to answer the question, you know, is it our, really our choice? No, unfortunately, I don't feel that right now it is our choice, mm -mm. and that we we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I've been in a, I was in a situation with Ava, my my daughter. Before she was born, they thought that she was going to have Down syndrome because I had extra water. She had something going on. So my first kid had hydronephrosis, and I'm probably saying it wrong, but it, he had a kidney condition, and he had to have surgery to correct it. And they thought Ava might have the same thing. So that, along with something going on with our heart, going on with the extra water in my in utero, okay, my belly was huge with her. They thought she was going to have Down syndrome. Wow. And they wanted to do the... The amnio yes, needles, so, um, and to to just verify, and I I said I didn't want to do the needle because of the chance that I could lose her 
with the needle. Right. And um, the nurse said to me, and she, she wasn't like really kind in the way she said it. She's like, well, if you have her and she has Down syndrome, you can't. She's no can't unhave her. No, she's she talked about the Down syndrome, and then she said something to the fact that, well, you can't have an abortion at six months if you decide later on to do the needle, like because because it was still early. And I looked at her and I was like, I am, I'm going to keep this kid. If she has Down syndrome, I'm going to take care of her and I'm going to love her. You know, and I was so upset that she even insinuated that I would have an abortion at six months, you know, just from finding out that she had um, Down syndrome. But it's also the reality, too. I'm sure there's a lot of people that, like, you know, they don't know, they're beside themselves and they don't know how to react to your child possibly having uh, any kind of condition, condition, you know. Um, and she turned out fine. I had a shit ton of water <laughs> when she was born. It splashed all over. They broke my water, splashed all over the bed onto the nurse's shoes. All the nurses were like so mad that their shoes got messed sure. up. <laughs> you know, but she came but she out. Was born healthy. Yeah, she was born healthy. She had some ear, nose, throat issues, but we fixed that. The kidney issue wasn't there. It corrected itself. Um, you know, and then uh, ironically, she's the one that I do the most work with, like, and you know, mo- but also she's also more hormonal than my other two kids. <laughs> she's your girl. Obvious reasons. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. It's really it really is a mixed bag when you're faced faced mm-hmm. with these um, decisions. One other topic is the climate crisis. So we we're. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. No. But this is totally related because it's control over our bodies as well. Because everything that we use, our day to day, our living, it's all affected by the climate crisis. And then we have people in power that obviously have more reach, more money that are able to make big change, but they're not. You know, and the climate affects us in different ways. It affects our food, it affects our water, it affects the air that we breathe, it affects the, the clothes that we wear, everything. Absolutely. Um, so, and, and then you see all these high rates of cancer, deformations, stillbirths, like all these things that happen to us physically because of... Um, our exposure to... Exposure to... Um, yeah. All the pollution and um, chemicals that are different things. Mm-hmm. Um, even in you know in some foods that we eat, some of the some of the ingredients are not regulated in this country, where they might be regulated in other countries right. because of cancer causing um, effects. Yeah. But we still consume it in this country because the FDA decided, mm-hmm. okay, there's maybe there's a lot of money in this. And we can still keep it in there. I don't I don't know the reason. I'm just right, assuming. Right. But there is corruption. There's no yeah. Doubt. So that it's it's I actually think it's a little bit more insidious because we it's almost like we don't have a choice. Like we don't have a choice there. Mm-hmm. We have to eat or eat these like the fruit that we eat is injected with GMOs, right? right? The organic and just say fruit. That you want to have the organic fruit unless you're at a certain financial level. You really don't have that. Organic choice. food is more expensive, mm-hmm. so it's an economic issue. Mm-hmm. It's not really, yeah. you know, not a choice issue. Sometimes it's not a choice. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, acid rate is still a thing. <laughs> and the air you breathe. I really think that um, we're going to become like something's going to happen with our water in the future. 
we're going to have some big issues of water and we're it's going to it's going to be scarce and it's going to be scary and it's going to be contaminated and it's going to be a thing yeah. where we're going to have it's water insecurity right. just like people have food insecurity we're going to have water insecurity and you can see it in other places in the world look at all these places are having droughts you know, and yeah, these we're things. We're just listening to Madagascar issues right now with yeah. the drought and the fires that they're having. Yeah, a lot of people don't. They they're at a point where we could be. Sure. In Absolutely. twenty years, you know. So, do we have a choice in what's happening to our bodies? There. No. Not really. No. We're fucked. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, because we need the people in power. You know, I Take wish action. I wish I could have had superpowers and I had like the fifty billion dollars we were talking about last night to yeah. really make change. And the people who have that money, what are they doing? Yeah. You know? It's frustrating. It's frustrating because you don't see an end to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's a relevant topic and it's it's an impactful topic. You know, it impacts yeah. our everyday and our kids and, and the next generations that are coming. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I told Jaden the other day, I'm like, I'm okay if you don't have kids. I used to go on and on about like, I need grandkids. I need grandkids. But like because of the climate crisis, I'm really concerned. Yeah. And funny story that you would say that because one of the topics that we had last season was how this new generation is having pets as children mm-hmm. and plants as pets, right? Yeah. And it's because they're clearly seeing what we didn't see or maybe what we didn't have at the time because things have progressively gotten worse mm-hmm. with with the climate and the choices and all the different things that are happening in the world. Yeah. And that uncertainty has brought the following generations to double think whether they really want to bring a child to the world or if instead they're going to possibly adopt a child that mm-hmm. needs love, kind of like you do with pets. Are you really going to go to a breeder or are you going to adopt a pet that needs to be loved and taken yeah. care of? Yeah. Um, and not only that, but even in the livelihood that goes back to the last episode that we had, where do you really want to bring children to the world so then you're kind of stuck with having to work whether you like it or not uh-huh. and your own peace and happiness are you know put in the back shelf because you need to make whatever mm-hmm. money to bring food home so that you can feed and and dress a child mm-hmm. and educate a child because even if they're in public school you still have to get uniforms and backpacks and supplies and lunches etc yeah, it's et a lot of work so it's money and it's work and i think in moving forward the generations ahead of us are really thinking, is it, is it, do we want to live like this? Do we want to live like this or do we want to change? Do we really need to have children? Mm -hmm. Um, even marriage has declined tremendously. There's partnerships, there's, um, you know, living partners, Mm -hmm. but marriage, you know, is it really necessary to sign a piece of paper? (laughs) That's my phone going on, going (laughs) off (laughs) y'all. Or is it, you know, do you go more to a religious yeah. point of view, mm-hmm. right? Um, and do what you were told would be the right thing. Mm-hmm. So you date, you have no sex until you get married, you get married, then you have sex, then you have children. And then, you know, so yeah. you do. Now things are different. People so have now, sex like the first date. Yeah. Well, Just kind of like sex with you. Then yeah. I'm going to be with you for what? Exactly. With bad sex? Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And, 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 and you know, there was an article, I posted it from ABC News, um, 
because we're also talking about mental health. Like yes. these kids don't want to struggle Absolutely. with mental health. I'm not not kids, um, young adults. Um, article saying young people experiencing widespread psychological distress over government hand- handling of looming climate crisis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes, I've I've experienced that at home yep. with my girls and the fact that we live in South Florida, Miami specifically. And it's all going to be underwater. Mm-hmm. Same, with New, same with New York City. Right? Yeah. So, and, you know, you're wondering when in California, a piece of California is going to kind of float away because that's coming too. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy. And it, the positive spin to all this, it just, it just went real dark real quick. Um, the, <laughs> the positive is that yeah. um, in these new upcoming generations, I, I could see that there's this love for life and plants and animals that mm-hmm. was lacking for decades. Yeah. Um, and it's going back to maybe when our grandparents were younger and they were in farms or in, you know, and they had pets and they had lots of plants and they mm-hmm. love plants and things like that. And then our parents and, and us, right, our generation. It's like modern day, we like, modern yeah. day homesteading now. Yeah. yeah. So we were just like too busy. Like, I, I, I can't yeah. take care you of You got to work. Everybody wanted to work and make money. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all you did, the hustle and the rat race. And now our children are looking at it like, no, no, I'm not part of that rat race. I don't, I'm not in the hustle. I don't need to have the millions. I need to have the good quality of life. I yep. have all of these beautiful plants. Mm-hmm. I'm getting fresh oxygen. And I don't have to go the and traditional route. For anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Marriage, school, work. I don't have to do anything, tra- anything. traditional, quote unquote traditional. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I'm going to do what I feel is best for me, for my mental health mm-hmm. as a priority. Just admirable. Um, so that goes back to the question. So they're making choices for yes. their bodies. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully so, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying we went from really dark <laughs> to there's there's hope. There's still hope. And yeah. there is a voice. I think where we are today with a social media platform, mm-hmm. example us here speaking right now. Yeah. And the World Wide Web, our voices are being heard. World Wide Web. That's such an old way of saying. <laughs> We're aging ourselves. It is what it is. We're dating ourselves. And I'll tell you, super side note, Uh I had a conversation with one of the girls Uh not long ago. I went to return something. I'm like, hey, you told me it was UPS. And it wasn't. It was Federal Express. And they're like, what? It wasn't UPS. It was Federal Express. And she goes, what's Federal Express? I go, what do you mean? FedEx. And they're like, it's FedEx. It's not Federal Express. (laughs) I'm like, okay, so FedEx... Was Federal Express? It was it the Pony Express, right? Or, or the USP, US PCS? No, you no U- US, U.S. Postal Service, U.S. Postal Service, U.S. PC, U.S. There's no C. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It was a post office, but oh, they call it right yeah. the P.O. Blah blah, blah uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm like it's a post office, yeah. and they're like, okay, so yeah. So That's anyway. Funny. And moving forward, yeah, uh, the voices of our latest and youngest generation is being heard. Um, you hear it again, going back to another podcast we had in the past with there's they cancel people for certain things and they make them yeah. accountable. That's actually one of the, that's probably our most popular episode. Yeah, about the cancel culture. Cancel culture. Yeah. Sure, because it, it you know there's right and wrong, of course, in it as we discussed back then, but still, mm-hmm. it brings accountability. Hey, really? That's how you feel? We don't want to talk to you. Yeah. We don't want to deal with you. We don't want to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And that's important. So 
yeah, so I think there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that um, maybe we don't have choices on things that are really important right now, like the topics we discussed. But in moving forward, I think we will ultimately have choices mm -hmm. because our voices are being heard mm -hmm. loud and clear. Whether they want to be heard or not, mm -hmm. they're out there. Yeah. So I think I think it'll happen, and I think we'll see a shift. Yeah, Let's hope. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, make sure you check out a brand new episode every Friday. Like, share, follow, subscribe. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Mercy and and Priya. Priya. Yes. <laughs> so we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to us. We are speaking because you were asking. Have a great one, everybody. Bye. Bye.